Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bears Nation Podcast, powered by OnTap Sports Network. Football. You like to play football? Football, of course. It's a football game. Can we watch, Daddy? Bears Nation. It's training camp. I think we're in a good spot right now. You know, the Chicago Bear ways to run the football, stop the run. The biggest thing we need to do is be more consistent. I got this report from Chicago. If you're at training camp, you see the chemistry him and Justin have built. You got to be excited for what the season is going to look like. I'd like one ticket to Chicago. Chicago! When does it end? It's the Bears Nation podcast. We've got to get through to Chicago. Here's your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jay Kassan. Fit right into the hits principle. They're talented. It's Bears Nation, baby. Let's go. All right. You may be wondering, why am I hearing this voice on a Friday afternoon after I just heard this voice less than 48 hours ago? And the reason for that, and I guess seeing our fa- this face too, if you're in watching live, um, is because this is an emergency, 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 emergency Bears Nation podcast session um, that is being hosted by myself, Jake Hassan, as always with Kevin Lapka, because... Of one thing and one thing only. And so we nailed it. And that reason is uh, that thing that we nailed is that Yannick Ngakwe is not a, now not. This is re- go, really going great for me. This is an all-time Jake Hassan intro. This is like a two years ago Jake Hassan intro uh, levels of what we're achieving right now. Um, anyway, if you listened to our last episode, which if you didn't, well, you know, it was, again, it was less than 48 hours ago. <laughs> so you might have missed it. But we were on this show. Myself and Kevin Lapka, Bears Nation podcast brought to you by Untap Sportsnet. We're on the show saying that the Bears need to sign Yannick Ngakwe because he's 28. He has a good history of production in the league, a veteran pass rusher, which you still needed to address. And his nine and a half sacks would have been more alone by three than all of the sacks the entire Bears defense accrued together last season. And we said... On this very program, Bears Nation podcast, brought to you by Untap Sportsnet, that the Bears would sign Yannick Ngakwe after the week one preseason game, two weeks from now, essentially. Turns out we missed it by about 13 days uh, as the Bears signed Yannick Ngakwe <laughs> to a one year deal last night. It comes across Kevin Lapka's on Twitter <laughs> celebrating. He's texting me that, oh my God, we nailed it. Holy shit. Da, 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 da. Celebrations ensue. Uh, and the Bears now have a pass rusher to go opposite of um, 
What's Demarcus Walker? Demarcus Walker. I guess. Um, who you also signed in the offseason as a veteran who you have faith in in his upward pointing arrow, if you will, as he had a, I would say, a career best year last year with the Titans. And so now you have someone actually opposite that who has history in the league and has history of success in the league. So Yannick Ngakwe, now a Chicago Bear, at least for this upcoming season, potentially longer. Obviously, if he plays well, potentially gets re-signed. But that is a bridge that we'll cross when we get there. But for now, they did it, Kev. They, they did it. I think that's the first time I called you Kevin on this pod like that. That was yeah, weird. That's weird. Anyway, um, they did it, Kevin, though. They signed a pass rusher. We were climbing for it. We were waiting for it. We didn't think it happened for two more weeks. And and they said, you know what? Screw that. We're going to get Yannick Ngakwe in the building post-haste, immediately. And they did. And now he is going to talk to the media this afternoon at some point. Might be, even be happening right now as we record right this. Now. And uh, he's going to be out there for that first preseason game. I said famously on this show less than 48 hours ago that they would wait until they saw the state of the defense in week one of the preseason mm-hmm. and say, oh, my God, we need another pass rusher. And it didn't even take that long. No. They said, they said, okay, practice is going well. Defense is winning the day. And, oh, my God, we still need another pass rusher. And now we got him. I mean, we we were calling for this months ago that this was somebody that you should sign. Uh, you know, after the draft, we said he's still available. This is somebody you should target. And here we are. And now I have talked for about five straight minutes. So, Kevin, the floor is yours. Look, Jake, I, it's it's getting a little scary here. We're getting too good at manifestation, all right? It was first the Carolina trade back in April. You know, famously, I came on here and said, I think they're going to trade that pick within the week. And they did just that. And then under 48 hours ago, we both proclamated that they would sign Merce- or not uh, Mercedes Lewis. We did not proclamate that. That one <laughs> we'll was kind that. of out of left field that we'll get to. But we did proclamate that they would sign Yannick Ngakwe. And sure, was our timing a little off? Maybe. But you can't you can't, you can't, can't be 100%. We, we were, we were yeah. there. We manifested it. So anybody in the comments, in the chats, like DM us on Twitter. We're, we, we're here to manifest things for you. So anything in well, your I'm life. I'm actively manifesting fair- something already. But oh, oh that, yeah? That, well, is- that's a personal thing. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, we all, I mean, we all do it. We all manifest. <laughs> certain things um but we just have special power so if you want to come to us we can do it for you but Yannick Ngakwe is a bear and I'm thrilled about it and it must have been <laughs> like you mentioned maybe they went through two weeks of training camp and we're like oh shit right like they, I mean, pads we, were on for literally a day yeah they were on for literally pads a day were on but like for literally it's just, one day it's just interesting because the defense had been playing well in those two days right it's yeah. not like reports out of the out of camp were the defensive front looks horrible. Must sign Yannick Ngakwe now. Like, the defense was winning the day, but they still must have noticed something up front that, hey, you know, we know we have a lot of youth here. We know we have a lot of guys who need development. We we, we just can't, simply can't afford this. Or, so that that's option in case number one. Or case number two is the market for Yannick Ngakwe just really started to heat up, right? You see other teams Possible. go through the same thing in training camp. They see what they have in their defense, and they get a little scared. Um, and this is where things get really interesting for me about this signing when you take a deeper look at it. Yannick Ngakwe is 28 years old. This isn't a player who's on the wrong side of 30 who's solely in it for a ring chase, right? You see a lot of those guys who are 32, 33, especially a guy like Edge, uh, a position like Edge where it's hard to stay in your prime for longer. OBJ, right? Um, And, you know, the Ravens aren't a, you know, they're they're a great team. It's not like going to the Chiefs, but sure, yeah, playoff team, you have a chance to win. The Bears aren't obviously... A previous playoff team, their team that had three wins last year. There's a lot of free agents I would imagine who would look at that team and say, "Well, if I'm trying to win the Super Bowl, why would I go there?" But 
Yannick Ngakwe is Yannick Ngakwe is one of those players. He was a guy who was looking for uh, a championship pedigree out of the team he wanted to sign with. In June, on June 2nd, he said this. He said, quote, I definitely want to play for a contender, play for a team and an organization that wants to win a Super Bowl. And yes, all 32 teams want to win a Super Bowl, <laughs> except for the 2022 Bears who, you know, uh, intentionally tanked. But... That's kind of a blanket statement, but the the part about definitely wanting to play for a contender, it says a lot to me that Ryan Poles was able to go into a meeting room with Yannick Ngakwe, knowing that he probably is having conversations with teams like the Chiefs, who desperately need an edge rusher. They have George Karloftis, but they lost Frank Clark in free agency, right? You, you look at Yannick Ngakwe, and you look at Ryan Poles and what he was able to convince him that you are coming to a team that we believe can be great, not just for the coming years, but for this year. This is a one-year, $10.5 million deal. You didn't sign him to a three-year contract and say, hey, you know, this year might be middling, middle of the row, but well, you're here for the Super Bowl window. No, he convinced Yannick Ngakwe that, hey, this is a one-year deal, and we are going to try to win this year. So is there potential that they re-sign him after the year if he plays well? Sure, sure. That's, that's obviously on the table. It's one of the reasons you make a deal like this for a player who's still only 28 and, and under 30. But I just have to imagine, Jake, that there is a belief in the front office in this team now. There is a belief that they can do something special this year. And I'm not saying win the Super Bowl, but sure, win the division, right, is, is my definition of special in this, in this instance. And they were able to convince a player like Yannick Ngakwe that they are building something and something worth coming to for a guy who's looking to play for a contender. So that's sort of the deeper meaning for me that actually says a lot about not only how I view this team, but how the front office views what they have at place. So I'm going to do what I usually do on this show and uh, completely tank all of that and go the opposite yeah, way. Yeah, that's fair. Um, flip side of that coin, you could be totally right, like that the market was heating up and the Bears sold him on this vision and so on and so forth. Um, I... There is another side of that coin that could be possible. I'm not saying one is more likely than the other. I don't know, obviously. But it could also be that the Bears had set a price point for Yannick Ngakwe, let's say, a month ago. And he said, no, I can do better than that. Phone's not ringing. Phone's not ringing. Phone's not ringing. Somebody else calls. Lower offer than the Bears. Okay. Well, I already have this higher offer, so no thanks. Phone's not ringing. Phone's not ringing. Phone's not ringing. He comes back. Ryan Pohl's phone's ring. Hey, well, is that offer still on the table? Yeah, ten and a half million, one year, sure. If you want it, agent says, "All right, we'll do it," because it's training camp and we're not getting any calls. So that's the other side of that coin that that his market just never materialized in the way that he thought it would, or he wasn't getting the offers that he thought he would, and he said, "All right, well, <laughs> this is the best offer I got." So you know, I'm 28. I'll take a one year deal as the guy, as the pass rusher on this defense. I have. You know, familiarity with the head coach? Sure. And maybe I can dip my toe back in next year if I have another good year or an even better year than I had last year. And I could try and get that last two or three year contract and ride off into the sunset. But what you're saying essentially is that the Bears' offer for him is just, was just significantly higher than, like, you're saying no team really even got close to offer. Because $10.5 million isn't a lot of money. When you look at the contracts for edge sure. rushers, a premier position in the NFL, you look at some players in the, on, on a per year basis around the league. I'll give you some names of guys who are making $5 million more than that. 
Zach Allen, defensive end for the Broncos, making $15 million a year. Carl Lawson, defensive end for the Jets, making $15 million a year. Hassan Reddick's deserving of that. Matt Milano, $14 million a year, right? Randy Gregory, $14 million a year. Like, if you compare the price point to other edge rushers and what they're making around the league, $10.5 million is a steal. So you might be right, but I have trouble believing that there was no other team that was getting remotely close to what the Bears were willing to offer. I think it's more likely that... Maybe the Bears did have the best offer, but even if there was a t- even if the Chiefs were offering nine point five million dollars, is that extra willing, extra one million dollars there, you know, worth it if you're trying to go like win a Super Bowl with the Chiefs? Like maybe he obviously was attracted to the money, but also thought that the Bears are building something special and have a chance to to do something. And and he's right in the sense that like maybe he's the piece that puts him over the edge to make the playoffs and make some noise, right? Maybe, maybe he wants to be that guy to help push a team into playoff contention instead of just being an additional piece to a team that's already great. Some players desire that. He's maybe not a guy who's good enough to really demand that. But I just, I, I truly, truly, truly do think it's my inclination that he approached this situation with the foresight of this team has some really strong pieces on defense and on offense. And if I go here, I like the culture that they're building. We can do something special. And if I have a good year, this is a place I want to be for three to four more years. So both things can be true. Both things sure. can definitely be true. And I think they probably are true. Um, but when you talk about what a player like Yannick Ngakwe brings to this team, obviously you kind of mentioned it at the beginning. I mean, this is a front four that had six and a half sacks last year as a unit. Yep. And Yannick Ngakwe had nine and a half. Um, three more than that entire (laughs) unit. So uh, it's nice to have an actual edge rusher on the team. And and our podcast under 48 hours ago, which you guys should check out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, um, since Jake was chirping me about not plugging episodes on Twitter uh, a couple of days ago. You you didn't. I didn't, yeah, I know. You just said, whoa, we did this on Bears Nation Pod. Well, people people know. People people know where to find us, maybe. Um, We were talking about how we're really content with the roster construction of this team, but... It's really that it was really the extra position that was holding us back from believing that this team could actually be great. And so so the question I have for you is, does now that it's happened, right? In in theory and in hypothetical situations, we had always pondered about what Yannick Ngakwe would do to this team if they brought him here, does that elevate them at all? Now that you have time, had had have had time to think about where he fits on this roster and where what what he does for the defense as a whole. How much does it move the needle for you? Like, realistically, how much does it getting a player like Yannick Ngakwe, who's probably a Tier 3, Tier 2, maybe, edge rusher in the NFL, how much does it move the Is it worth a win no. for the team this year? No. Definitely worth? not worth a win. Uh, I mean, it makes you better. Like, I mean, it makes <laughs> you more cohesive. It, it ends up that Travis Gibson or Dominic Robinson are not starting, probably. That's worth a win. Like that's that's worth big, a win, like, right? I mean, it's not worth a win, but <laughs> it's better. And, and now you have an actual pass rush tandem with Ngakwe and Walker. It sounds just a lot better than what you were going to roll out there. You know, we talked a little bit on Wednesday's episode where we were doing training cr- training camp breakdown of like positions and like building that culture and like what it means to have a veteran leader in the middle of these huddles and in these rooms to kind of be that center point for these guys to learn and grow from and so on and so forth. So, I mean, just from that aspect and installing that culture, like that's big. It's just, I, I'm not sure. Like there's a reason I said this 
last episode and I think the episode before that as well, there's a reason these guys are still on the street at this point in, in the offseason. Like, there is a reason that Yannick Ngakwe was not signed yet. What's like, the reason, though? Like, I can't, like... I mean, I, I, I'm not a football GM. I'm not a scout. I don't know. But there's reasons, like... like Sure. Theoretically, like on paper, what is the reason that a 28-year-old guy who had nine and a half sacks and has history in the league was unsigned to this point, who was not injured last year or like didn't end the year on IR or anything? Like, what's the reason? And so that you know, it's it might just be because he's not that great of a player. Like, I'm not expecting an all-pro selection. I'm not expecting a Pro Bowl selection from Yannick Ngakwe. I'm just expecting average to a little bit above average play, which is still like to your point, better than what you were going to get at that position without him. So, I mean, it makes your defense better. It gives you another veteran. It gives you someone who's proven in the league. Great. Um, I, I mean, my expectations are still the same for the team though, like eight and nine, seven and 10. Like my, that's still my expectation. Okay. Like does it make it a little less painful? Yes, it, it does. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I think, He's not he's not worth a whole win, and I know we can't really calculate war in uh, sure. in the NFL. But I, I just th- this defense and the way it's currently constructed with how good the the secondary can be is is, is extremely reliant on the pressure they get up front. I mean, sure. it, you add nine sacks and a significant number of QB pressures to that front four, that's going to do wonders for a secondary that should be able to track guys down the field and be able to get takeaways. And and those are game-changing plays. So it's almost like a trickle-down effect. And in that case, I think he he brings a lot of value. But um, I, again, you couldn't enter week one with Travis Gibson and Chris Walker as your starting edge rush. You just couldn't right. do it. We knew that it would happen. I don't know why it took so long. A player who's 28 years old, who's coming off of, I believe, five straight seasons with A-plus sacks, or actually, I think every season of his career has had eight plus sacks had nine and a half last year and 10 in 2021 it doesn't make sense but sometimes there's guys who honestly i know it sounds kind of lazy on their end but there's guys that don't want to participate in training camp man sure like if they don't get through that first wave of free agency uh they don't get the money that they want they're just like well why would i sign an otas why would i sign a mini camp i'll just kind of miss a couple weeks of training camp then i'll just walk right into it i'll enjoy my off season and then and, and then sign with the team and get my money that happens all the time um so I don't know the reasons, but I don't think it's a negative thing. I'm trying to think of other examples. I don't know if any come to mind for you of guys who have signed late and end up being really, really good producers for their teams. Guys who sign in August. Jason Peters. Jason Peters is a is a great example. Um, those are guys for the I I I mean guys for the Bears that come to mind who weren't great, but just guys that like Riley Reef and Michael Schofield. Sure. Um, last year. There was, I think, there was one guy a couple years ago that's not coming to mind, but this happens around the league, man. And sure. these, and some of these guys produce, and typically you'll see this at like wide receiver or running back, like Dalvin Cook is going to sign and walk yeah. in. But like for an edge rusher at age twenty eight to sign this late, it, it definitely is a little strange. So maybe there's things we don't know, but as far as we know, there's no injury history. As far as we know, he's going to pass a physical, or probably already passed the physical since he's in the oh, building yeah, today. As yeah, since he's speaking to the seeing media. Seeing as he's actually assume, speaking yeah. to the media. He played 15 games last year. So, um, you know, maybe it's the lack of takeaways. Only one forced fumble last year. God knows. But Yannick Ngakwe makes your team better. Yes. And correct. so does, Jake. So does, to a certain extent, he's not worth a win. But maybe he's worth five wins because he's that mm-hmm. good. Mercedes Definitely. Lewis is a Chicago Bear. We got that news early this morning. That came out of left field. Um, don't know where that came from, but 
I don't hate it. He's going to make sure. the roster. I don't think he's going to get cut. They didn't. Ha- they don't have a true tight end three on the roster. They have Colcomet, Robert Tunyon, and they're kind of waiting on that third guy to pop up. But you have two strong receiving threats in Komet and Tunyon. Now you got to get your blocking guy. They do get their blocking guy, Mercedes Lewis. Initial reactions to that move. I know it's probably not going to be strong. Yeah, I mean, it's a good depth move. Um, Obviously, the Lute-Getze connection plays a part here. That's probably part of this um, familiarity with the scheme, so on and so forth. Uh, You sign him away from the division rival, the Packers. I mean, he was unsigned, so like whatever. But, you know, he was with the Packers the last couple of years. Um, Yeah, I mean, he. I saw on Twitter earlier, he graded out as one of the best run blockers uh, in the NFL the last couple of years. So you'll take that. Obviously, we know the Bears want to run the football, whether that be with Justin Fields or one of their stable of running backs. So, yeah, I mean, overall, good depth move. It, it You know, it, it's a good marginal move for your team. Um, and again, just back to that, like veteran leadership, does one thing really, really well and is already familiar with the scheme to an extent. So, yeah, I, I mean, it, it positive for me. Uh, B, B move, B plus. Real say quick, it's a slam dunk. It is just such a slam dunk. This is this you 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 should be so thrilled about the yes. 2023 Chicago Bears because of the of signing course. Mercedes Lewis. This should, yes. that's a, what's not Yannick Ngakwe. This right. is what's putting me over the edge. Obviously, this is what's predicting me to what's caused me to predict them to win 11 games. It's 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 this. Uh, G Station in the chat makes a good point about Yannick Ngakwe and the reason why he might have took so long to sign. He says he might have held out for a multi-year contract and had to settle for a one-year deal. That's true. I mean, when you look at a guy who's 28, that's not a player who should be approaching free agency with the mindset of, I'm going to get a one-year contract. So G-Station's 100% right. Uh, He probably was looking for a three-, four-year deal, and maybe he just didn't find the right suitor. That's back to my original point. Like, maybe he was waiting. Like, the Bears gave him an offer a month or two ago. He said, no, I'm good. I'm going to get a multi-year deal. And just nobody called. And nobody gave him that offer that he wanted. Yeah. It's certainly possible. Um, But just a little bit more on Mercedes Lewis here and what he brings to the table. Just some interesting stats. So, you know, 38 years old, but played 15-plus games in seven of his last eight seasons. So this is a guy that stays healthy and gets on the field. That's the kind of guy you want to bring in, right? Kind of like a Jason Peters type guy. He's old, but he stays on the field. He's reliable. You're looking for warm bodies who can play if one of your guys goes down. Um, Has nearly 6,000 blocking snaps under his belt per PFF. Last year, 73% of his offensive snaps were spent blocking. So this is a true blocking tight end. He scored two touchdowns last year, only had like 66 receiving yards. So we not we should not be expecting Mercedes Lewis to, to be having the ball in his hands very much at all. Sure. Um, but didn't allow a single sack. And, you know, you can run a lot of like six-man offensive front sets now with Mercedes Lewis in there. And, again, it just it just opens up the possibilities for what you can do creatively. And, and a lot of times, you know, if you don't want to put a lot of pressure on your right tackle and Darnell Wright, your rookie right tackle from yeah, the first round, fair. throw Mercedes Lewis there to chip the the you know the Nick Boses of the world and and everybody <laughs> that's uh, a really good point actually though yeah like, like it, this helps out your rookie first round pick that's exactly right that's exactly and and it helps out uh, in certain situations Braxton Jones too who's who's again we talked about last week maybe not uh, you know a Pro Bowl caliber player that sometimes it seems like Ryan Poles makes him out to be uh, so y- you get a lot of assistance here from a guy like Mercedes Lewis and especially because they don't have they can't just say you know what. Let's run five-man fronts, but our great blocking running back will pick it up before they destroy Justin. They don't have that guy right now. Khalil Herbert's not a great blocker. Deontay Foreman uh, is a subpar blocker, and Roshan Johnson could be a good blocker, but he's a rookie, so he's not going to get a lot of opportunity to do that. So this was a necessary move, and I think it's just like more necessary than we really thought, but once they signed him, it's like, oh, 
I get it now. It makes total sense. Bears are winning the Super Bowl. Mercedes Lewis, welcome to town. Um, can we put to rest this real quick as I put it on the TV before we close out here? Um, for some reason, for some reason, I've seen it from ESPN. I've seen it from Bleach Report. Like every mainstream media network believes that the Bears are the best suitors for Jonathan Taylor. And I cannot believe it. Now, I, it sounds hypocritical because I was the one months ago who said, hey, trade for Austin Eckler. <laughs> But that was before they signed Deontay Foreman, and that was before they drafted Roshan Johnson. They're not trading for Jonathan Taylor. I mean, are you with me on this? This is outrageous. I, mean, I, I famously told you that they weren't going to trade for Eckler, who is probably better than Jonathan Taylor. And, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree. Okay, fine. They're both top three running backs, whatever. But, like, same situation. Like, the, the Bears aren't going to waste draft picks. They're not going to waste draft capital on, you know, the uh, – on a running back, on Jonathan Taylor, like you, let's say hypothetically you make that phone call to Indianapolis. You know what they're going to ask for, right? We want the Carolina pick, mm. and then you say, "Click, no, no way, you, you no a first round pick for Jonathan Taylor." Absolutely not. That's what they'll ask. It, that, abs- I'm saying that's what they'll ask for. I, I, I don't they think so. They will never in a million years get it. I don't think they're asking for it. You think I, the Colts might be dumb, but the running back market, the way it's constructed right now, you think they have to to understand that, right? I mean, there's a reason that they're not paying him, right? right? Well, it's also he's under contract on his rookie deal for this year and next yeah. still. So it's like that's also part of it. But no, I mean, that's not going to happen. It's, okay, what's a team? Uh, like The national media is already hyping up the Bears all over the Bears. So that's, <laughs> that's part that's of it. Okay, true. what's a team we already like? What's a team that could use a superstar? What's a team that, you know... And, and then you go down the list. Okay, the head coach was in Indianapolis. They have a relationship there. The Bears and Colts have a relationship already with trades and da 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 da, da And they were linked together all throughout the offseason already because of the draft and potentially trading out and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's, it's August 4th, and the Hall of Fame game was the Hall of Fame game, and we can only do so much training camp stuff. Yeah. It's not – don't, don't hold your breath, folks. Fair enough. Hall of Fame game was absolutely uninspiring. I watched 0.0 seconds of it. I watched a couple minutes of it, of and then the did. lights went out because it's the Hall of Fame game. Exactly. And and I put money on it. So of course you did. I'm a sicko. Um, way to go. How'd that, how'd that work out for you? I lost. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. Anyway, I bet golf this weekend, and we're looking all right. So anyway, okay. I digress. Okay. But uh, this has been your emergency episode of Bears Nation Podcast. Yannick Ngakwe, Mercedes Lewis, now Bears. Bottom line goes up a smidge, you would think. You would hope. Does it really change anything? Probably not. But it's still exciting, and it's still nice to be right about things, which we were. And so we'll continue to try to do that. Um, But if you missed the episode breaking down training camp a couple days ago, go listen to that. It was more than just Yannick Ngakwe projection talk. We talked about the battles in training camp, the comments that we heard from Justin Fields and the coaches. We broke that all down. So go listen to that and then stay tuned next week for next week's episode. Obviously, as I said, stay tuned for next week. And obviously I would say that because there will be an episode of this show. We'll break down more training camp stuff, more coach speak, more quotes, how the offense is looking. If they looked any better, which is seems pretty possible because they've looked horrendous. So, and we'll go up from there and we might even have a guest. So stay tuned for that. But until Wednesday. This has been Bears Nation Podcast brought to you by ONTAP Sportsnet. See you next Wednesday. And until then, bear down. Bear down.